0: Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What's going on? Coach Luca is back here with the Vigor Life Podcast and none other than the 101st episode. Uh, So we did the 100th episode with myself, Steve Krebs, uh, Mike DeSanti. You should definitely check that episode out. Uh, how to find purpose power fulfillment as a man it's not, honestly it's for anybody but but definitely it's we've had really really rave reviews about that uh, appreciate you for tuning into that one so i wanted to make sure that we uh, we do another q and a one with a lot of great questions come in and um one of the things first of all guys like i really really appreciate you tuning in uh, i can't tell you how grateful and appreciative I am that you you know you lend your ears to this podcast and um and continue to share along. And I, the first thing I'll start with, I'm going to start doing a, a, a lot more, you know, uh, when you guys live reviews, I'm going to start reading some of the reviews. I really appreciate them. Also, I'm also going to start sending out some some gifts, some prizes to some of the best reviews, which I'll read in the coming podcast. And, um, you know, you guys will send me your emails after uh, I announce which are going to be the prize winner. So some of the stuff that I'm going to send out is going to be, uh, you know, one of my favorite books from one of my really good friends, Dr. John Berardi. Change maker, and also another one of my really close friends that just launched a book called Coach to Coach, Martin Rooney, uh, which is phenomenal. So I'll be sending those two books out in a little care package from Ladder Sports, um, who I love. Uh, I I love their supplements. They're super super high quality, and I've been able to work with them on a bunch of different things, and I'm excited about that. And like I'm send, I'm going to send you guys out some. Uh, Let's just say a little bit of a goodie back. So really, really appreciate every time you leave a review, every time, you know, you leave those five stars and just give an honest opinion. Um, I love it. And uh, that's what also keeps this going. I mean, obviously, one of the things I wanted to kind of even just start with just uh, a quick, you know, I didn't want to ramp on a whole podcast about it, but like some lessons on doing a 100 podcasts. And, you know, I started it. I really did, you know, start and still continue to do this to just get stuff out of my head. Uh, you know, help as many people as possible, uh, help as many coaches, help their clients as much as possible. And, uh, you know, and be able to, what I call like, you know, everybody ramps on this whole leaving a legacy, but I really do like, you know, kind of, I I believe in human value capital, right? Not just leaving behind stuff and things and, but rather knowledge, knowledge and experiences and connections. And this is one way of doing it. And I feel a lot better. You know, I, I study a ton, um, I'm, I'm always in the trenches doing work, whether it's coaching people, whether it's you know in business and fitness, um, doing leadership stuff for bigger companies now, and, and just a lot of different things. And I just want to get it out and share it with you guys. And you know, one of the one of the I, I would say um, the tips, should I say, right? It's actually this this is this is a great uh, kind of segue into something I wanted to share. I actually put a post up today. That uh, was kind of like a little infographic ish, and I wanted to and, and somebody uh, somebody actually asked me like, hey, can I elaborate on what the the thing that I wrote means? Because this is going to relate really well into you know the the hundred podcast episodes or just anything in life that you want to achieve. You know, because to me it's a little bit of a milestone, but it, it doesn't change anything. And I'll get into that in a little bit later. Right? I'm just going to keep keep ramping off. The process continues, but you know, su- su- remember success. And let's just say that success is 100 podcast episodes, but just in general, right? Success isn't something that happens to you. It's something that you attract, you choose it, uh, you create it. And, and successful, I always talk about, you know, kind of collecting role models and studying successful people in every single realm. But successful people do the little things better than anyone else and everyone else. And, you know, I think that's one of those things that came to life if, you know, in these last Kind of weeks, you know, with the tragedy tragedy of Kobe Bryant, who said, which definitely hit me uh, really hard. Being a ball player and being somebody that I actually hated <laughs> growing up because of because he was on Lakers, uh, but became uh, I came to admire and respect tremendously and love, especially after she, he stopped playing with all the stuff that he did afterwards. But you know, he was another one of those people that like just did. The little things so extraordinarily well, even deep into his career, just constantly, 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 you know, studied the basics, the fundamentals, and the best of the best, you know, they do the little things better than everybody else. The details that matter—it's what makes them the best in the world—and you know, the world-class performance and and uber-successful, basically, you know, amass their achievements by sticking to the fundamentals and doing the little things exceptionally well every single day, and. And the thing is, like we, you know, we can look at athletes and you know businesses and leaders and anyone in that realm, because they're just you know they're masters and are willing, willing to kind of, um, I will say, continue to perfect their craft, and and will this certain outcome into existence, right? Like, so one of the things that, that that the steps I guess that you have to really commit to, when you want to raise your performance, and, and you have to learn how to live present, you know, and and constantly be, I'll, I'll kind of relate this to this whole Groundhog the idea for a second, but, you know, you have to live present, like, not, you know, not live in the past. You have to learn from it, sure, but, like, you just have to live in the present, and the happiest, most influential, most successful people, first of all, that I've been around both as an athlete and as an entrepreneur and, you know, people I looked up to, people I studied, and now now people that are in my tribe the most successful people that I ever met, you know, are able to put their full attention into like the the thing now, the present moment, and they they've learned to focus on the three things. Okay, Allen Stein talks about this. Like, the number one is the next play, and what does that mean? What does the next, you know? Because somebody asked me on on IG when I posted, it, it said, well, "Would you give me, give me context to this? What does what those does do these three things mean?" The next play means like. Whatever, you know, if you made a shot or had a successful, I don't know, I recorded one successful podcast. I coached a phenomenal day, right? Or maybe it was shitty, right? It doesn't matter. Like I just, I reflected on that and then I'm focusing on the next play. The thing that's right in front of me. I don't let, I don't let tomorrow's play and game or podcast or coaching session or business day affect me. I'm focused on the next play, the thing that's right in front of me, right? That's living in the present moment. So that's number one is the next play, the next thing. That's what you're focused on. The second one is the controllables. Controllables meaning like what are the things that we actually can't control, right? And, and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm in Seattle and Washington. We kind of had, uh, we have this uh, definitely fear and, we, you know, we've had the most cases of the coronavirus and people are freaking out. You know, and I'm not going to say, you know, no need to freak out or any of that. Like, I, I don't, you know, I, I come from a place where we've had a lot of uh, viruses and diseases. And, you know, growing up young, I still have the black plague shots. Uh, but the, the point being is I always like with that, I, I control the controllables. What can I focus on in your life, in your health, in your business, in your relationship? The stuff, there's so many things that we cannot control. But do not, not focus on that. The greatest performers, the greatest athletes, the greatest entrepreneurs, the most successful people, the happiest people control the controllables. They focus on the controllables, right? The stuff they can't control, they wipe it out. They, 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 as they're done with it, okay? And number three is the process. You know, so what's the process? Well, d- depending on what you want to achieve, hey, the process for, you know, when you be a great basketball player, there's, like, if you studied the greats, You'd find this silver lining through what they what what they were doing, or should I say, uh, you would find a thread through their success, right? Everybody did, you know, fill in the blanks, right? So the process is, hey, if you want to shoot, you know, a hundred plus podcasts, you got to do one a week for two years straight, right? That's the process. You got to pre- get prep for it. You got to get ready for it. You got to shoot it, right? If you want to have a fantastic coaching session, you know, I talked about R7 and, you know, how we structure stuff, and I'm going to continue to talk more about that. There's a process for everything, and so you collect the role models, right? You collect essentially systems that have worked, and then you mold them over time, like you mold them to your own essential, uh, you, know, you know, kind of how Bruce Lee said, you, you learn from people, and then you let go of the stuff that you don't feel that works, you add your own, you know, you make it your own, you continue to mold, You can, like you're cooking, right? Like you're constantly putting, uh, you know, your own recipe together. And you start with the cookbook of success from others and then you kind of just mold your own recipe and become a chef. And that's what the process means. Like, and you can't, you know, it, when when people focus too much on, I would say the outcome, they don't focus on the process. It's impossible, right? Like, so I give you an example, right? Like, uh, and I, I just had actually I shared this too. Somebody said, "Hey, what's the best way to grow my Instagram audience?" Like that was literally the question, right? I'm I'm new to fitness. Like, what's the best way to grow, grow an Instagram audience? And you know, I get just hundreds and hundreds of messages these days. But I try to, you know, I try to answer almost everything, um, and at, even it's short sometimes. But like, I, tr- I really try to do that. And so, you know, I, I said, "Listen." Like, focus on creating great work that adds value to the person that you want to reach. And just do that every day, day in and day out. And don't worry about the amount of followers you get. And here's the thing. The magic thing is that when you do it like that, you actually get the most followers. But if every post is like, how many followers did I get? Oh, man, what do I need to do to get the most followers? You actually don't create the best work. It's the the same thing in coaching. It's the same, you know, I mean, how do I, like... You you don't you're, you're focusing so much on getting new clients that you don't serve the few clients or the, the clients that you have, and then you don't get the result that you want. Like that's the process, right? The process ends up being and here no, okay. So this this is something that I I really wanted to share, um, because it's I don't know maybe maybe this is may sound like kind of like this uh, I don't know like down analogy right but. It, like Groundhog Day, okay. And if if you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day, like when, when you're working on being the best that you can be, most people want to feel like you know Odysseus, right? Like if you if you guys know the story of Odysseus, like just, um, I would say this this hero. But it feels kind of like you know to be successful sometimes feels more like Sisyphus, you know, rolling this boulder up the hill. Who ho- hopefully you guys have you know, um, if you you don't. You know what says? If it says, look it up. You can Google it, right? It's, he was uh, basically is like constantly rolling this huge boulder up a hill. Basically, and and that's his whole life, right? It's like constant hard work. So you might, you know, you you might not feel like Luke Skywalker. You probably might feel like more like Phil Connors in the movie Groundhog Day, and and that's okay. And like this is the analogy that I wanted to, um, you know, to kind of give to you because if you haven't watched Groundhog Day, like which is a phenomenal movie, and uh, Bill Murray is phenomenal, right? But it's, um, I don't know, it's in the 90s. I know it was in the early 90s. But staring, staring uh, uh Bill Murray and uh, the, his character was Phil Connors, right? A weatherman who gets stuck in a time loop and wakes up every morning on February 2nd, which is Groundhog Day in Puxatawney. I think that's how you said it. Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, which was home of Puxatawney Phil, the famous groundhog who, depending on, if he sees his shadow or not, predicts whether there'll be six more weeks of winter. I don't know if you guys remember that, right? But Phil hates the town. Uh, It becomes kind of a purgatory for him because he keeps waking up on the same day and he tries everything that he can think of, but he just can't make it out of the town, right? No matter what, right? He can't make it to February 3rd. And so this winter is endless. So no matter what he does, he still wakes up, same bed every morning, you know, to face the same day. The clock shows the same thing and he's just like losing his shit, right? And... And and here's like here's this like magical thing about like the movie, because you gotta you gotta dig deeper into it. Like you gotta get you gotta get inception status into the movie. That's where I'm going with it. I promise there's gonna be a success secret here, okay? And in the movie, he turns to like a couple of drunk guys at the bar, like oh a bar, I think it was bar bowling alley, and, and he says, Man, what would you do if you were stuck in one place and every day was exactly the same and nothing that you did mattered? So and the thing is, is like it's it's kind of like what Phil has to answer to advance the plot of the movie. But here's the here's the kicker, okay? It's also the question that we have to answer to advance, you know, essentially the plot of our lives if we're looking at our lives as a as a movie and we're the director of the movie. Right. And, and I think that how you you kind of answer the question essentially ends up becoming your art. And if your art is coaching, fitness business, whatever it may be, right? Um, and like I said, it, it 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 is kind of a parable, right? Because the truly prolific, you know, successful person in whatever area—coaching, fitness, business—you um, know, your own body, whatever—always has has you know have that question that they have to answer. Because the truth is, like, that creates a daily practice. And if you watch the movie, right, he also he starts doing all this wacky stuff and whatnot, whatnot, right? But the the the, the whole key of the Daily practice is basically a repeatable way of, of working that insulates them from success. Now, listen to me. It insulates you from success. It insulates you from failure and just the chaos of the outside world, right? Because all these people that have succeeded, they've identified what they want to spend their time on and work at every day, no matter what. That, and that's it goes back to the thing that I said, right? The next play, controllables in the process. Like, I made the three in the game. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm, I'm I'm, already in the next play. I go back to my daily practice. I go back to my schedule. I go back to my mastery, right? So the thing is, whether, you know, whether your thing is rejected or you fail, you know, or you're ignored or, or you succeed and you're acclaimed. That, like, the successful people, they know they're going to get up tomorrow and they're going to do the damn work the same way. Right, We have so, I mean, I just said it, Like, we, we, we have only so much control of our lives. And, and the only thing that we can really control is what we spend our days on, what we work on, and how hard we work on it. Right? It, it, it might seem like a stretch, but I really think that the best thing that you can do if you want to make, you know, be successful, be masterful, you know, make your art, is essentially pretend that you're starring in your own remake of Groundhog Day. Yesterday is over, tomorrow may never come, there's just today and what you can do with it. Right. And a great, great quote from Rich, uh, Richmond Walker that I have here, like noted down is any man can fight the battles of just one day, just one day. Right. And that's that's really the kicker is like, man, what is your you know, how we spend our days is, is how we spend our lives. And it's and it sounds like so, you know, if, if you guys are listening, I, t- it's inspirational to me. Like when I when I even like pull out my notes, because I, I, I wanted to bring this up and talk about it. That shit's inspirational to me because everybody wants, like, the the thing is, you can get stuck in this thing that, like, you're gonna get up in the morning and you're just gonna be on fire, and every day you're gonna be on fire. And, like, man, I'm a pretty on fire person, but, you know, I get hit up a lot, like, man, listen, I see you, Luca, like, every, like, you're at the same place eating the same meal pretty much most of your days when you're in, in Seattle. Yep, I am. Get up in the morning, I do my ritual, I read my books, I do my journaling, I go to work you know i study i create content i do stuff with the team like right it's like it's groundhog day but like that doesn't mean it's a bad day i go to my daily practice i do i do the thing that i'm focused on that matters cuz we put time energy and money towards what matters and what we're committed to so if you start thinking about it that way i promise you man like like daily practice like a lot of the questions that i get sometimes is so you know cliche cuz I, I want to constantly poke you when it comes, especially when it comes to succeeding as a coach or, or in your business or I don't care. I mean, it could be your career. It could be anything. Right. Look at your day. Like, look at how you're living your day. And if you really become aware of it. Right. If you really have that self-awareness, which is key number one, what you're going to find is that there's so many parts of your day that are not aligned with the person you want to become. With the health that you want to have, the body you want to have, the relationship you want to have, the money you want to make, the finances, you know, the wealth that you want to uh, create, the experiences that you want to have, the relationships and the connections you want to have. And, you know, you may have heard me say this like so many times throughout, you know, the hundred and now the hundred and first episode. But you know what? This might be like Groundhog Day because I'm going to like punch that stuff right into your head because it is it is it's the it's the real deal. It's the real deal. When I look at the things that I haven't achieved yet that I want to achieve, I have to slap myself in the face and go back to looking at my day and going like, oh, shit, look at all this time that I'm being busy but not productive. Look at all this time that I'm not being effective and I'm wasting. Right? And so it's the same for you. Now as I take a little swig of, I would say, my my ladder energy ring even though I'm shooting this late at night. I'm going to go to one of the, I'm sure I'm going to like veer off on, because I kind of veered off there. Uh, but I feel like that was important. It was important, important to start it off, because, you know, how you get to 100 podcast episodes, and, um, and, and you guys hopefully know that I have another podcast with my man, Steve Krebs, which is called Yo! The Fitness and Business Podcast. Very, very uh, business-oriented for, for, for coaches and fit pros. Um, we're at 22 episodes in there. And like I said, it's the Groundhog Day or Groundhog Week. It's the same thing. Every day I get up, I have a daily practice, I do the work. Um, and like you just have to align the way that you live your minutes and your hours and your days with who you want to become, right? That's that's really what it comes down to. Um, with that, I'm going to go to one of the first Q&As from from Pat that I thought was really, really good. Um, and it was like, man, what do you do when a client watches a Netflix document? Because actually there's a good amount of nutrition questions, which, which I love because Uh, There's been quite a few folks that said, "Man, like, why don't you post more, I, you know, uh, more nutrition stuff on IG?" I mean, I'm going to drop a couple of things here and there, but man, we've, you know, I've answered quite a lot of stuff here on this podcast, and I want to continue to and dive in. So I'm I'm glad that we got a a number of nutrition questions that I want to dive into. And boy, oh boy, I'm going to dive into them. So uh, Pat asked, you know, what do you do when when a client watches a Netflix documentary and you know, all of a sudden they're like, I want to do, you know, fill in the blank, be carnivore, go vegan, you know, whatever it may be, right? Uh, obviously. And so, you know, my first, my, my first, of, of course, all of our coaches, I, I know that most coaches instantly get defensive, okay? Instantly defensive. But like, I'm going to dive deep into this, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a perspective, a philosophy of what makes you go like, man, that's so stupid, right? Like, which is what you want to do. Man, what are you you doing? Like that's dumb. Don't you know? Right. So, we're we're gonna go a whole different route, and I think this I think this answer is actually gonna help you personally, uh, maybe even ask questions differently when you don't know things, as well as you know answer questions differently for your clients, for your kids, for your you know your business partners, and I just feel like create a better connection and, and create better understanding and education and actually get more of what you want, which is with a client, what you want is you want them to get results. You want them to move forward, right? So what do you do when a client or a friend or family member, you know, watches the trending nutrition documentary and becomes captivated with them? Um, you know, or should I say they become captivated with, you know, a, a nutrition advice that contradicts what you've been telling them because what do we do? We're always telling our clients these nutritional principles, hopefully, you know, the principles that, you know, will help them succeed. You know, what do you do when question? Uh, you know uh, they become captivated with questionable eating methods you believe will set them back? How many times has that happened, right? Like, hey, I want to go on keto. And, like, you know that's not probably going to be the best fit for them. Uh, you know, once again, not that I have anything against anything. So hear me out here. Uh, you know, what do you do when they become captivated with an extreme diet you're pretty damn sure it will fail, fail? Well, first of all, I need you to woosah. And if you still don't know, like, where Woo-Saw comes from, it was the original Bad Boys movie, you know, where they told their captain to Wu-Saw and, like, rub their forehead and chill, Woo-saw, you know, take a deep breath, maybe two. And next, like, next, it's important that you understand, and in most cases, you can't prove anyone wrong, right? And here's the thing. More importantly, you shouldn't even try, okay? Because as soon as you go, like, well, studies show, and like, it, I'm telling you right now, I used to be me, okay? You won't get far that way. I promise you, you will not get far that way, right? There's just a much healthier and more effective approach for, you know, your clients. And honestly, if you're a coach, your business, and here's the last one, <laughs> your sanity, right? Your sanity. All right, drum roll. Aim to be helpful, not right. Aim to be helpful, not right. As I like to many times say, I would rather be wrong and be better. Or I would rather be wrong and help my client move forward. You see what I'm saying? Aim to be helpful, not right. And the thing is like that that type of mindset kind of like lightens the tone of your conversations. And it creates a lot of trust. And it creates appreciation. And it allows you to pretty much have a greater influence, which is what you want anyway, right? Um, You know, if you're and here's the thing is this also helps on social media, by the way, because like in a world of everybody wanted to be controversial and like, you know, draw a line in the sand. And I do think like there's a time and a place to draw a line in the sand, like character and integrity. But now when it comes to helping to helping clients and and influencing people. Right. Um, And the thing is, look, admittedly, like I said, back in the day, you know. This, you know, it, this doesn't always feel like second nature. And for a knucklehead, like, go through wall, like, person like me, I'd battle this shit, right? Nah, like, this is, you know, like, I'd, I'd just riff on it. But what I realized over time is that there'd be a very, you know, there'd be a smaller percentage of people that would just go with what I was saying. But a lot more would just be more confused or they didn't feel like I was hearing them, right? They didn't feel heard. They didn't feel understood, um, and it's like, it's like in motivational you, interviewing, you know, we understand addictive, addictive behavior. We all have it, right? If you tell me like, you're wrong, I'm going to go like, no, you're wrong, right? Uh, it's, it's also what Crucial Conversations deals with. So great, two great books, right? Motivational Interviewing, Crucial Conversations. Um, and so just understand that like does it, for most it will feel like second nature. But with practice, it can become the way. You know, and I'm, i mean that like the way, um, and you know, the payoff is just huge. Right. So that way, like, instead of, cause like coaches talk about this amongst each other, right. New documentary comes out and you're dreading that fucking thing. Like, oh my God, you know, and, and, and instead of like dreading it, you can use it to build a stronger and more productive relationship with anybody who's seeking out your help and talking about it. Right. And first of all, like, look, why don't, why you don't need to be Right. Right. Why you don't need to be right like because that's a big hurdle, let's address it right because because there's a, a deep need to be right. And the reality is this that you know none of the like when we look at nutrition or anything else for that matter, most nutrition debates won't be resolved anytime soon, probably not in our lifetime, right it's It's like the thing is the shit's confusing. Uh, you know a lot of the times what we're doing is like proving that we're less wrong rather than being right. We debunk stuff more than we than, than proving things wrong, right, you know. Um, so just remember that like scientific progress is more about being progressively less wrong than understanding like, you know, quote unquote, like ultimate truth, which is what a lot of people say. Like, this is, this is the ultimate truth or some shit like that when it's not right. So we'll never really know if it's right. So just accepting that can help you become a more thoughtful, open coach and well, human being, honestly, too. Right. So the thing is, you know, trying to prove your client or any, any, like, look. Insert client with any other person because th- this will go for anything. Like if you're, if this is you in life and your coworkers and your family members and your clients and anything else. This if this is something that constantly comes up, you know, proving that you're right interferes with the your ability to develop a strong coaching relationship re- relationship period, right? And it, and it really does get in the way. It's like an obstacle, you know, in the way in of of the chances of kind of helping them out. Because if you can't ask questions to find out what resonates, you know, with them about, you know, insert diet, insert whatever thing that, you know, they're really, really intrigued about, you'll never understand, you know, what need they're trying to meet with that approach, right? And to me, that's like a missed opportunity to really leverage what matters, you know, to your client or to that person to create change. And we've talked about like that anchor, right? Having an anchor to that person's goal and really understanding that, right? Um, And, you know, you have to kind of, and the thing is like, this is a deeper subconscious thing that many times, like, you know, this whole acceptance of, you know, that there's no right answer, whether it's nutrition or, you know, or training or anything else, it's just an unsettling feeling, right? It's an unsettling feeling. Because then you you start going, especially if you're a new coach, right? If you're new in the industry, you know, because how can you feel comfortable giving, like, guidance based on incomplete information, right? Or how can you avoid a, a crisis of confidence when you, like, when something new pops up, right? A new exciting nutrition theory that goes against the shit that you were taught, right? How can you tell the difference between, like, evolving your coaching, like, philosophy and knowledge and principles and getting caught up in a fad? So, you know, those are just things that, like, you kind of have to think about, but think think about it this way. Like if we look back, you know, 10, 20, I mean, shit, let alone, you know, more than that, hundred years ago or something like that. There were just a lot of things that people strongly believed to be true about anything, but especially about nutrition that were disproven or shown to be completely, you know, irrelevant. Like we know that. So the, the, the key is to focus on what you know, with the highest degree of confidence in any given moment. Right. and, here's, like, in in, in nutrition, what do we know? Like, here's the things that we know. Eating more mentally processed whole foods and fewer highly processed foods is very good for you. We know that, right? More vegetables are better than fewer vegetables. And I'm sure somebody listening to this is going to go, hey, you know, uh, carnivore, cool. But, like, look, these are the things that we know, right? Eating enough, you know, protein is... Extremely important for health performance, and if you want to change your body and get leaner and your just body composition changes, we know that, and we know in the long term, learning to manage your food intake, so the calories in, calories out, based on you know body's hunger and fullness cues, works better than me- weighing and measuring stuff out over time. Over time, right? I'm like once again, I do feel like you know, measuring and and my fitness pals and all those things are, are a great teaching tool, right? and if you make those these four principles, right, eating more minimally processed foods, and less uh, uh, fewer highly processed foods, more veggies is better than less veggies, eating enough protein and being able to manage food intake based on, based on cues and you know just understanding yourself when it comes to managing calories in though like those are the principles, right? And those are the things that that we agree on. So, okay, so we, we got that straight. Like I said, I'm going to dive Dive into this a little bit, just to create some frame and structure for you, right? Like, because I think it's important to kind of address and poke, like, why why is it that you have to be right, okay? And these overlying principles, because then from here, from here, I'm gonna give you some ninja. And like once again, I know we're talking about nutrition, but this could be business, this could be your workplace, this could be whatever, right? So here's a a little bit of a guide and some steps on. How to improve the process of getting to you know somebody to first of all deal with this, but then also give uh, help them move forward right without like without I'd say um, you know battling them. You're wrong. This, that you know. So no step number one, you got to give uh, you know, and we we talk about like the positive feedback so much in every situation as a leader as a coach, but if somebody's excited or watched something and we were really intrigued by it. Like the last thing you want to do is tell them it's wrong, right? Because right off the bat, it just minimizes the way they feel about it and their thoughts, and they brought it up to you. They trusted you with this. You know, they can feel dismissive, right? So don't do that. Find the truth in what they're saying, okay? Find the truth in what they're saying. Well, you might be like, whoa, hold up. Hold up. How do I find the truth in what that person's saying? And the thing is, well, number one is by giving positive feedback because. Basically what it does is, um, this is um, from, hold on, let me look up this note real quick. Yeah, it was from, yes from Coach uh, Kate Solovevia. Hopefully I said that right. I'm damn, I'm Eastern European and I'm messing up names here. But, so this is the quote because I wrote it down. It's like, it allows your client an opportunity to engage in self-enhancement, which is a basic type of motivation that's associated with both increased self-esteem and uh, self-sense of control. I right? see how I I I spelled it out in a very geeky way, right? But that's but that's a huge asset when you're helping somebody improve their nutrition, right? So what you're doing is you're you're open and welcome to their questions and opinions and concerns in a way that says, hey, what you think matters, and I want to talk, you know, I want to talk about anything that's important to you. Like this isn't if it's important to you, it's important to me. Right. So if they ask a question, you might say something like, Man, I'm real happy and real glad that you asked that. Right. I mean, think about that beginning versus like, oh, OK, so watch this response. OK, this response. <sighs> so you watch the Game Changer documentary. Right. Like, boom, dismissive, boom, smash on their like thoughts like, yeah, we haven't even started. I'm already like, ugh, right. Versus like, oh, man, I'm so happy you asked. Right. If if they're concerned about, for instance, how their current lifestyle, nutrition, eating habits, are affecting, you know, their goals and results. Like, you could say something like, man, I think it's so dope that you care about, like, changing your health and your body and your fitness and being a role model for, you know, your kids, for example, right? If that's what they're talking to you about. Think about the difference in that, right? Like, I mean, I think it's so cool. I think it's so awesome. You care so much about your health, right? And if they they have taken a particular interest in something like a documentary or something that a friend told them or, hey, my, you know, my really good friend has get is getting really great results. And here's what her coach, you know, fill in the blank is saying. Um, You could say something like, Hey, like I'm really fascinated that you're, you're looking into your nutrition like that. And like, you're taking the time and energy to study this stuff and find out more in your, in your, in your spare time. That's, that's really, really cool. Right? Like, think about that. If you say something like that, like, Hey man, like that's, that's so awesome that like you're taking time to study and learn and, Find out more about nutrition and your health. That's really, really cool. So what we did, we just started, like, we just started with positives, right? Giving positive feedback. And remember, like, this is stuff that you can practice, like, the next time. And it's going to be gritty. Like, you're probably used to a whole lifetime of not doing this shit. Well, guess what? <laughs> now, remember, going back to that Groundhog Day, practicing it every day. Practicing it every day, right? Step Step number two is going to be getting curious about stuff. And, man, like... You know, getting curious like, curiosity is literally one of our values here at Vigor, right? And you know, the, the the kicker about curiosity is that it turns everything around. And you know, one of the um you know, the four the four agreements in the in the in the book, the four agreements, one of the things, one of the agreements that's like really, really key, and I always remember is like don't take things personally. And when you express curiosity, it's really hard to take things personally, right? So Ask a lot of questions and be a good listener. And how many times have I mentioned that, you know, mentioned that in this podcast? I mean, over and over and over again, right? So, that, I mean, that's really just practicing good coaching. Ask a lot of questions, be a good listener. Really, like, and the thing is, don't do it as a robot. Like, really, really find out, you know, what they learned that was so intriguing. Or, or maybe not intriguing, but maybe that worrisome to them, right? And why? Maybe something was really worrisome. Maybe something intrigued them. But, like, find out. Hey, that's that, that's fascinating. Will you tell me a little bit more about like what you found so fascinating by, by that documentary? Hey, when you said when you said that uh, there was a huge aha moment that you had, could you tell me a little bit more about that aha moment that you had? Right. You're finding out why. And then they, the thing is, remember what I, I always say, like to be interesting, you got to be interested so here's some questions that could help you just learn more and potentially help you decide together. Cause remember, I'm I'm a big fan of coactive coaching. I tell people right off the bat at Vigor, I'm like, hey, listen, we do something called coactive coaching. It means we're gonna do this together. Right. So let's say that they're fighting or resisting, you know, what you've been telling them because, you know, fill in the bank blank, you know, documentary uh, conflicts it. Right. You can ask something like, hey, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Right, what were the things that like stood out to you? Like what seems like a better approach to you like right now based on the things that you've seen and why? Okay? I'm going to repeat that cuz I think it's important, like, you know, hopefully you're taking notes on this. But can you tell me a little bit more about that? It's that's always like a great question, it's like, hey, could you Oh, you you mentioned that. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Right? What were the things that stood out at you? Right? What really stood out at you? And, hey, what do you think? I always like to throw it back. But, like, always remember, notice my, my, even my tone is curious. It's not, like, defensive. Oh, well, well, what would be a better approach for you, right? No, it's like, hey, I'd love, to, I'd love to hear what do you feel it would be the better approach for you, right? Very, very different tone, very different conversation, and now they're not feeling attacked, right? If, you know, if, for instance, if they're, let's say that you've been doing something uh, with them nutritionally, and it hasn't been working. So, and they're worried that their current plan just isn't working, right? And and look, let's not even get into because because some of you might be like, well, it's, you know, they're telling me they're not telling me the truth, blah 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 blah, right? They're not recording their stuff. Like, l- get rid of that, okay? Ask something like, hey, I can understand that you're a little worried and concerned, right? I'm wondering if you can tell me more about how this documentary goes against. You know the work and the in the coaching and the nutrition stuff that I've outlined uh you know that we've been doing right could you just tell me a little bit more about that how you feel it contradicts that and is there something that you'd love to do differently or like to do differently because of it like notice that like you're just you're really like number one okay number one it shows that you give a shit about what they think and you're not dismissing it and just being like I'm the expert so I'm gonna just tell you what to do even the people that even the people that tell you that you should tell them what to do this is really a better way okay and if they're like really interested in like change you know making changes based on the stuff that they saw from you know like i said documentary friend whatever right and like this is a this is such a great question It's like what about you know making this change is really is, is um like, what about that is, like, really, I would say, appealing to you? I had to pause a little bit there because, like, it's late night and, and one of my friends is training down there at the gym yelling. Um, so, would <laughs> tell Huey to, to calm his ass down. Um, so, what about making this change feels appealing to you, right? How do you think, how, how do you think this is going to help you out? Is there anything that you think will be challenging? Right. So think about that, like whole, whole different ball game, whole different story when you're asking these questions and getting curious. Right. And the thing is, this is what's most important. OK, this is what's most important. It helps the other person. And I like, you know, I'll interchange other person with, you know, with client in this sense. But it's like it helps them feel like they're in control. And they are. Right. Like they're the decision maker. That's why I love coactive coaching, which, by the way, is another is another great book that you should certainly buy and study. Um, and that you're supporting their choices, it, it, and it gives them more confidence in your advice. Like now, you're not fighting with them. It's like aikido, right? Like you're moving with them, not against them, right? Okay. So now we're at like step three. Okay. First of all, throughout this process, what are we talking about the whole time? We're what well, we're talking about, like non judgment, right? You, like you want to make sure that they, you know, that they're on your side. Like one, like we constantly say, even in marketing, like we're gonna help. You know, we're gonna coach, support, guide. You know, guide you like that. We always start with that part, support, right? Because, like, let's say that they want to do something that usually wouldn't be like you wouldn't be like yay, you know. And like, how many times does that happen? Like, where when you're like, man, like this shit. Like, I keep talking about what we believe in, and like they're going, you know, against something else, right? And, you know, it might, like I said, it might be veganism, it might be carnivore, it might be keto, it might be the Twinkie diet, shit, I don't know, right? Like the cookie diet, whatever, right? But you want, you want to make a other person feel like comfortable discussing that, like just talking about that with you, right? It, because if, if, they, if they feel that you're going to judge them, they're not going to talk to you. And like, what was one of the previous episodes that we talked about coaching communication, Right. Like, man, as soon as a person feels threat, bye-bye, goodbye, right? So, in other words, there's just no place for I told you so coaching. Like, we got to get away from this shit, guys. Like, if you're, if you're honestly, like, look, and I say if you're a coach, you're a coach. Look, if you're a parent, if you're a leader, if you're a manager, uh, if you're a personal trainer, if you're, you know, in in that realm, like, honestly, we're all coaches. And if you want to help somebody move forward, there's no place for I told you so coaching. Man, like, you know what I mean? And like I said, like, I was a culprit for this stuff like seven years ago, eight years ago. You know what I mean? I know my shit, right? Because here's the thing. This is one of the things that's going to happen. The You know, the, the person slash client, they're, they're going to decide to make not not make any changes after talking with you, right? Make a change, realize it's not working for them, and they're not going to lean on your help, right? And like, here, here's the thing. is They're either going to do that, right? Or maybe, you know what? They'll actually figure out that they love being vegan, keto, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And the truth is, like, eat, like if any one of those is positive. Like, even if they figure out, like, for instance, if they figure out it's not for them and they come back to you for help, that's great. Right? Because you were, you were there for them and you didn't judge them. Right? If they, like, I don't know, like, let's say keto works for them. Shit. That's great. Or IF or whatever, man. Like, right? And... After you know, if they talk it over with you, and they're like, "Ah, you know what? You're right. I'm not gonna make you know," or I wouldn't even say that you're right, but they go like, "Yeah, you know, after you make your points, I'm not gonna make those changes." That's great too, right? So here, here's here's a couple ways that you can do this. Um, if you know some things, I always like. I've always been a fan. You know, how I talk about like having a cookbook. Like some of the like these questions, you know, in the books that I'm recommending, uh, Crucial Conversations, Motivational Interviewing, Coactive Coaching. You know they're fantastic because they have a lot of examples. You know, to me the examples have always been the cookbook, right? They've been the cookbook for coaching. Um, so, you know, like when I share these, like write them down because tomorrow you can practice them with your kids, in your life, with your clients, you know, with your team, and and so you know that's why I share them. So, anyways, if if somebody's already made made up their mind about making a specific change, you know you could say something like man that's interesting would you like suggestions on how to implement this and how we can track it right how how will we know that you're winning right but notice what, what what we just did there you don't go like that's a bad idea you go like that's an interesting idea would you like me to help you right or would you like some suggestions on how to implement that and how will we know that you're winning how are we going to track it right Because now, like, they might be, I mean, in most cases, they're going to be like, of course. Right? Because you just confirmed their thing. Like, that's interesting. Like, I'm not telling you not to do it. Like, would you like some suggestion on how to do it better? So even if they're doing the thing that you don't necessarily want them to do because you believe it'll fail... You're still helping them and supporting them, right? And how how can we monitor it? Because guess what? If you help them monitor it, you'll come. if it really won't work, you'll come to a place where it's like, hey, does it doesn't work. And then it's their choice again to go like, all right, you know what? Let's go the other route, okay? Okay, so if they're not sure what to do next, here's something that you can say. All right, I can tell that you're a little confused and unsure about, you know, what the next thing is. What are some options that you're considering? Like, do you want to talk them through? Let's talk them through. That's this is literally what you say. Right? I can tell that, that you're a little confused about what to do next. Hey, I get it. Okay. What are some options that you've been thinking about? Cool. Let's talk those through. You want to talk them through? And people be like, yeah, let's do that. Right? Very, very simple. Now, if they try something new and it doesn't work out, what this is, you know, what this happens a lot, by the way. And, you know, the, the response, especially if your ego gets in a way here right, that I told you so response. And any kind of form of that I told you so is, 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 is shitty, okay? So it's, this is more about like, hey, this is, you know, you'd say something like if it didn't work, it'd be like, hey, this is great info. Learning what doesn't work is really important. So what are you taking away from this? What are you learning from this? That's what I'd ask him, right? Hey, this is great info. Like learning what doesn't work for you is really, really important information It helps us get better. So what, what are you learning from this? What are you taking away from this? experience or this lesson, right? Great question. Great question. Number four, collaborate on an action plan, right? After you've listened to all this, you've had this communication, you've asked the questions, you actively listen to all the concerns, and you've shown that you support them, right? Now it's time to do something, right? But don't remember this. This is part of, you know, I keep bringing up coactive coaching, but this is part of coactive coaching. Don't tell people slash clients what to do. Even if they want you to, remember how I said earlier, there's literally people that have said to me, I just want you to tell me what to do. I just want you to tell me what to do, right? And sometimes I still kind of fall in that trap and do it. You know what I mean? Too often. But we got to go back to that. And it's because instead of like telling people what to do, take what you found out, learned, you know, uncovered as the detective and discovered and use it to guide your client, Right? Maybe they just want to make a small change to find out if, you know, if, if it will make a difference, right? Then give them, maybe give them options. Like JB John Berardi, who I'm uh, going to see in Arizona this weekend, I'm uh, really excited about hanging out with him and his family, it, you know, always say like, what do you do with his kids? Like if they didn't have it, like for instance, you know how sometimes you give somebody a, uh, like you ask them and they just don't have a, they don't know what to, 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 to choose. You give them a, a couple of options, Okay, how about this, this or that? Like JB said, hey, I'd go to my my kids and go like, do you want this jacket or this jacket? He'd give them like two options and they'd be like, that jacket, dad. Okay, cool. Let's go with this one, right? And it's the same thing. Like you give your client options. All right, great. Well, do you want to go and just change your breakfast? Do you want to just work on your breakfast right now? Or do you want to go and just add a protein to every meal and we want to focus on that? Or do you want to, you know, fill in another thing? Like, which one of those three do you want to do? And they'll tell you, right? Right. So, I don't know. Let's say they want to put, a, they want to, they want to do shit like celery juice. <laughs> Actually, I just had one of my clients say, I love celery juice. So, celery juice in their diet, right? They could, they, they heard it could boost their immune system and, you know, help with losing weight and blah, 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 right? So, you could do something like, do option eight. Okay, look, things are going well. Uh, you might not even need this, you know, this magical celery juice, okay? Option B is going for the middle path. Hey, if you want to try incorporating celery juice, you could plan to have it a couple mornings a week but still eat your regular breakfast too. Option C is go all out. Hey, you could also switch to having just celery juice for breakfast every morning. Uh, I just want to make sure that, you know, you get some good quality proteins, carbs, healthy fats at your next meal though, right? Those are three choices. Right, you could give them all three choices. Think about that, right? And of course, one of them is probably the one that you'd you'd want, and then one is kind of like on the other side of the pendulum. So those three choices are like do nothing, do something, and do the most you can possibly do, right? But here's the thing: like your client gets to choose, the person gets to choose, and if if you know, here's the other thing too: if it doesn't seem like you know, never be obviously like look, never be unethical and anything that would, um. You know, that would that would hurt a client that could, you know, make them uh, at risk for anything. But, you know, like that, if a change doesn't seem risky, like eating more veggies or drinking like celery juices, like nobody's going to get hurt. Right. It's not going to be unhealthy. Um, in that case, you know, don't offer your opinion. Right. But if, if the thing is, if you ever think that something like like an all out option could put your clients, you know, health at risk, then speak up. I mean, look. Never like that. And this is where I talk about like drawing the line in character and integrity. Right. Uh, Where you can say like, hey, listen, I I would personally recommend this or this, but I'm really like I'm really concerned about this option. Right. Because it could be, you know, bad for your health and this could happen. Um, uh, It's not up to me. It's your choice. But like, you know, I would highly recommend these two. And of course, like in our in our position, especially when it comes to coaching, you know, you want to. Always say things like you know I I I recommend I highly recommend, right? So that's like that coactive uh, coaching approach, and it, it it just straight up works. But like I said, you got to practice it, and you know the last the last step is kind of like uh, encouraging your you know the the other person to kind of look at this almost like as an experiment and be more more of like a scientist, right? Um, you, you know, the, the truth is, like, we don't know, how, man, like, I like right now I'm thinking about four different people that I'm coaching, um and, every, like, they're just all different. You know, you never know how a person's going to respond uh, until you try some stuff out, right? And I'm having great results with a certain approach with one person, and, you know, completely different with another person. And, of course, there's underlying behavior factors and everything else, right? But I think that it's import, important to say, you know, use use words like, you know, this is, you know, think of this as a game, uh, explore, experiment, try, um, you know, hey, we're going to play a little game for the next two, three weeks, right? Hey, we're doing, a, we're going to do a little experiment for the next two weeks, right? You're going to be a scientist and you can collect data about yourself, right? And you're going to, right? Because it's a different, like the thing is when you experiment, like failing is normal, right? You actually don't, you, you don't even care um, and you can analyze it together. Right, and that way you like they detach. Well, that's what you're you're trying to teach. You're trying to teach emotional detachment from the outcome, of the experiment. You're discovering something new. Hey, what everybody likes to discover something new about you know. In in this case, it'll usually be about their eating, their nutrition, their lifestyle, their relationship to food. A lot of times, right. And the thing is, is like, and a lot of times, what that also allows is like to put the data, you know, the X's and O's, the research, on you know on the side and just become more immersed in their, in their experience with what they're doing. Right. And also understand that like, man, something that might work for somebody else might not work for them. Like learning that is a huge aha moment. Right. And like for your goal is to like create these games and experiments, um, you know, to help them learn. Right. To help them learn. And remember at the end of the day, it's all about your client. Right. It's all about the other person. Right. So look it, it, and I get it. Like, And and I know this was a deep dive into this, but sensational documentaries can be, you know, something that can be hard to deal with. You know, like, I mean, shit, like, just in the last year, it's probably two or three that I've had to, you know, I've had to kind of deal with this about. And, you know, going through this process that I share with you guys, and like I said, I'm a big fan of Precision Nutrition. You guys know that I'm PN level one, level two. I've actually took level one three times. I continue to go back over level two because I obviously have the lessons and resources and so you know, I'm constantly studying this. So remember, like, just you got to listen intently. You got to show empathy, and you got to be their, you know, their ally and their teammate in this, right? And what I just went over um, using this framework, you can you can ease their anxiety, right? And like ramp up their enthusiasm and their kind of motivation for it, and and create an effective plan that works. And it's like you you start learning to take your your ego out of that, right? This is coaching, like guys. This is coaching. Uh, And that's why I love that question from Pat. Like, you probably didn't think, you know, I rather sometimes go deep into some of this stuff because I do feel like what I shared, um, you know, this is not just in coaching nutrition. Like, this is like, you know, you you, do you want to, you know, in your relationships and in, like, your teams create a better uh, bond and trust and learning, to be honest. Like, if you really want them to get better, then this is what it's about, right? This is what it's about. So think about that. All right. Okay, I got to pull it up because like my phone questions now uh, die down. Uh, Okay, Kyle, Kyle Listings asks, inflammation reducing diets and what is TB12 diet? I'm gonna take a quick sip real quick. Okay. I'll answer like what is the TB12 diet first? I have no idea and um, don't care much about it. But, but I will answer. I will answer the inflammation reducing diets. Now check this out, okay? Um, any type of shit life, any type of training, and you know, if if, look, if you're looking at a client as I, I, I do. I, am a big like, you know, you are you are the client of life. Um, you know, the client is the athlete of life. You know what I mean, like. That you like that's how I look at stuff, okay you're if you're a client, you're the athlete of life, so you're in competition, right all like all the time and like with competition, with training, with anything that you're doing in life, there is stress and there's inflammation, right so and I've talked about this before right like a lot of lessons in physiology uh it's like you, you got to balance good stress. And healthy inflammation with active recovery, right? You get stronger and you get more robust and you get resilient. Yeah, now, like, lip bad stress and chronic inflammation run crazy and, you you, you know, you break down, you, you you have shitty performance, you spend a lot of, you know, uh, time sick or beat up, you know, metabolically damaged. We know that there's no such thing as damage, but you get beat up, okay? So the key is, like, basically managing this, you know, stress- and inflammation really at the end of the day. But look, here's here's where people kind of uh, go wrong. Okay, you you don't want to wait for recovery to happen. You want to chase it. You want to chase recovery. And when it comes to anti-inflammatory stuff, you'll see so much of this stuff like, all right, like you need to eat, you know, t- turmeric and this and that and the other. But look, that when it comes to anti-inflammatory stuff, this is where most people just kind of miss the boat, right? building the basic damn foundation building the basic foundation right you're probably like sick hope i mean i don't know like are you sick of hearing this shit right now but like you gotta build a solid foundation of food quality with your clients first not like you can't jump the gun to like and with yourself like if you're asking for yourself it's the same thing right you can't go listen you can't just go straight to like oh oh, oh man like okay, we got to get you these anti-inflammatories, omega-3s, and da, 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 right? I'm going to give you like a step-by-step process here. So number one is build the basic foundation. Got to eat lean protein at every meal. Plenty of colorful fl- fruits and vegetables. Slow digesting high-fiber carbs. Healthy fats and whole unprocessed foods as much as possible. That is the foundation. And that's what I'm like, the, remember, it's kind of like the car- like the wider the base, the taller a pyramid can be. It's kind of like, you know, when it comes to cardio, aerobic base, right? The the bigger the foundation. The more solid and substantial your client's foundation is and your foundation is when it comes to this, the more you'll be able to achieve, right? So that's step one. Like, you got to look at the foundation and you got to work on that. Like, because if you put, you know, it's like I always say, if you put a chair on top of doo-doo, it's still doo-doo, right? So step one, build a solid foundation when it comes to food quality and nutrition. Step two, this is when we start removing, you know, the the kind of like the fire, right? The inflammation, the nutritional stressors. So this can mean a number of different things, right? But like, look, it, you you take out the foods that you and, you know, your or your client is sensitive to or intolerant to. So those might be, you know, your wheat, your dairy, um, you know, some people nightshades, whatever. I mean, like we, we have a, a, quite a few clients of, with different severities of Crohn's, Crohn's disease, celiac disease, um, you know, so in that case, obviously those are absolute no-no's, but if somebody's really trying to improve their, you know, their nutrition and reduce inflammation, like this is step two, when you start eliminating some of the stuff that, you know, they're intolerant to, right, um, then you want to minimize and or eliminate processed sugar, I say, you know, for most people, it's just like minimizing, it's not eliminating you know we've i've talked so much about like you know the 80 20 rule the 90 10 rule right 80% of your your food should be whole unprocessed foods and you know like the, that 10 to 20 you can easily do processed foods um also the next thing minimize and or eliminate alcohol and other recreational drugs i know like listen man that's why that's why i keep my foundation super solid cuz you you know my my caffeine and social drinking here and there is is uh, is, is definitely staying, right? Um, and that was the last one, minimize and limit caffeine, um, except for, you know, targeted performance enhancers, which essentially, you know, can be like ramp-ups for workouts and stuff. Um, you know, and the thing is that, that, like, look, depending on where the person is, like, if you have a high-level athlete, you can kind of reasonably expect to eventually have, you know, have them be more kind of stringent with their nutrition plans than the average person, okay? But really, it's kind of like this scale uh, really ends up being the scale of like, you know, how much do they want to achieve, okay? But once again, like most people, like I could work significantly on my basic foundation. Even though my basic foundation of nutrition is really good, I could con- I could improve that a lot. And that would be the anti-inflammatory uh, kind of improvement that, that I could reach just with my basics. Then it's like rem- removing stuff when you know, you know, I mean, I, I just talked to uh, one of our clients that was like, man, every time I eat peppers, right? Like I've, i start bloating and stuff. Like I noticed, I know 100%. I was like, okay, cool. Well, you, you probably want to, you know, take out nightshades for, let's, let's go for about two weeks and see how you feel, you know? Uh, that's taking out those those food stresses. So remember, step number one, foundation. Step number two, removing uh, the anti-inflammatory, I'm sorry, the, the inflammatory foods that are specific to you. So we're talking about things that you're sensitive and intolerant to, minimizing limiting processed sugars, uh, alcohol, other recreational drugs, and caffeine, right? Like I said, minimize or eliminate. In most cases, it's just going to be minimizing it, or it might be for a period of time. And only, um, you know, I mean, look, we we know this. If you want to perform at a high level in life and sports and in training, you got to eat at a high level, okay? So it it, it really kind of becomes this chart. You want to get better, you kind of implement some more of it. And an only only step, like step three, step three is supplements, okay? For, but like here's, I'm not even going to get into the, the sub-subs, but here's just, you know, a few options that you can, that are specific to adapting to stress and decreasing chronic inflammation, right? Um, and, and some of them have, like, for instance, some of them have side effects. Think stinky, stinky, because guess what? almost all herbs and spices that that are aromatic have some medicinal properties they're antimicrobial antiviral anti-antioxidant antioxidant, anti-inflammatory they're anti everything but they're also stinky sometimes right so you just want to encourage people to you know to 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 consume a good chunk of things like basil sage oregano parsley uh and and shit like you you know where do you put it well you, you put it in salads you put it in shakes you put it on uh, you know in, in like i would say healthier sauces uh things like fresh ginger uh which goes by the way well in well in shakes but i just do like i love you know i'm a big sushi fan like one of my meals i go to Joey's, i do steak and seared salmon sushi and i tell them to stock up on the ginger uh fresh ginger and i annihilate that um and it, but the, the truth is like like most people in the US just don't eat enough of these you know fragrant foods uh to make a huge difference so you can supplement using uh the same active compounds but here now remember at the beginning i said like where people are like oh you, you want to drop inflammation okay just take some turmeric and curcumin but really their foundation is shit yeah that's not going to work but now in step three you do curcumin is the active ingredient um in the yellow spice tumer- turmeric uh and it's a it's a really powerful phytonutrient right so you got yeah, all types of you know studies show that it's uh uh, decreasing it decreases inflammation, improves joint integrity. Um, it, it has anticoagulant properties, uh, r- helps regulate glucose, insulin resistance, lowers plasma and triglycerides. Blah 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 blah. You know, increasing free radical radical scavenging. And yes, I do have a bullet point list of what turmeric does. Um, and so that's a great one, right? And especially like if you're injured, uh, it, it's phenomenal. Ginger, I'm, I just mentioned ginger. Um, ginger is a, a potent anti-inflammatory. Super easily available. So that's great. Papain and bromelain, uh, which is an enzyme derived from papaya and bromelain uh, and and pineapple as well, are proteases. And then there's enzymes that can break down proteins. Both have shown significant anti-inflammatory activity. Um, And so here's the thing. Like, you know, those are like, just imagine how you can add like, how can you add ginger to your meals? How can you add turmeric, which now you can get as a supplement? and You can just, I love putting all that stuff into shakes, right? Because it's like, how can I, I, like, I usually make one, like, super shake a day where I'm just dropping, you know, I drop in my ladder greens. I'll drop in, like, athletic greens. I'll drop in my turmeric, you know, um, my, uh, my MCT oil that's, like, quest powder. Like, man, I'm just dropping all that stuff in. And because, you know, I, I put, like, almond milk and blueberries and spinach, and quality way, like you're not really feeling, like you're not tasting those, So it tastes great, but you can just, you know, drop all that stuff in there, and get all those proper properties. Um, MSM, which are sulfur compounds, uh, and they're basically the ingredients that give onions and garlic their funk, and they're uh, they're basically in many metabolic processes, right? So you can take you can take the MSM, uh, collagen. Is another great one. EPA, DHA, which you guys know, which is essentially the omega-3 fatty acids from um, marine plants, right? So we're talking about, uh, it's it's not just fish oils, but the importance of, yes, fish oil, but you can can have krill oil and all those different stuff as well. So uh, those are, I would say, the top anti-inflammatory supplements. But like I said, they're step three supplements. So, Remember, I know that the question was about the anti-inflammatory diet, but I just gave you a three-step process of how to kind of create an anti-inflammatory diet. Um, But just make sure, listen, you got to chase recovery and and you got to build the basic foundation, right? Like most people skip the basic foundation and go straight to either SUPS or they go to some like, you know, I would say something really detoxish that they can't, that they just cannot maintain, um, so yes, so, so this is kind of like the three-step process. Uh, and I promise you if you do those things and you do do those things exceptionally well, you will be doing just fine. All right, man, we've been, we've been going for a little bit, but you know what? Um, some of these are quicker ones. Some of these are quick one, quicker ones. Lift with Hannah asks, your tips for getting enough calories in for performance with busy clients or busy days. Um, you know, personally, I always find it very easy to get enough calories in. Um, but like I said, this is my this is my personal thing. I I can eat a lot of food very, very fast in a short amount of time. But no, check this out. Like seriously, um, you know, for for clients, a lot of times what we do, you know, uh, which we have quite a few, like when we start saying, like, hey, these are the you know, these are the calories that you should be shooting for, you know, throughout the day. And then they start eating, and they go like, "Man, this is so much, right? I can't get all these food. This food, in, especially when they're eating whole, unprocessed um, foods, you know, they're very. Um, they, they they put it this way: they they're very filling, right? So whether that's proteins and veggies and uh, things that have satiating properties, let's just say it that way. Uh, in that case, I mean, I always go to like quick, for instance, uh, nutrient and calorie dense things like shakes because shakes can be very manipulated right they taste you can make them taste great like almost like a dessert and you can put in whatever you want and like you can rack up the calories really quick and because it's liquid still right it's not as filling so they can still do it at the end of the day or midday um and not be completely like massively full and still getting what they want um I also think I mean you know this kind of is a little bit of a it, I hate saying it depends, but, um, you know, depending on what they want to get in. But, uh, for instance, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, like, I do these little desserts, right? Like, I love that a person can get to the end of the day and have a, you know, quote-unquote healthy dessert. So my my, my spiel is I, I'll do two Greek yogurts, uh, coconut-flavored ones from, I think those are Chobani ones. They're d- delicious. I'll throw in a ton of blueberries, a little bit of dark chocolate, you know, maybe even, a maybe depending, on like, I can eat quite a few calories, but, like, almond butter, um you know even a scoop of whey sometimes but like usually that just tastes fine without the scoop away and I'll mix it all in and you know it racks up the calories but it's it's pretty damn good nutrients right and I'm looking forward to it at the end of the day so that's you know that's and you could do that as a snack during you know lunch as well something you look forward to you know you do for instance uh you know some lean protein with just some veggies and then you have this like dessert that you look forward to and you just have the client you know just like i was talking about through coactive coaching create it for themselves like you help them create this thing that they're looking forward to um and now all of a sudden like that's their performance fuel but also it um obviously it tastes good and they're excited for it and it's you know quote unquote healthy so hopefully that answers that question um and uh if not, well, you know where to find me. All right, last two. Like these are a little bit more business related. Um, but and I'm gonna go a little bit a little bit faster on this, but I'll still I'm still gonna give you the value on this one, right? Um the first one, because this is in order of importance, I definitely wanna um I will say answer this one first is how to be a really successful at a commercial gym. And it's like, I kind of answered this question, at least from a philosophical principle-based standpoint at the beginning, you know, your groundhog day, but okay, check this out. Here's one of the things that I, I, I've realized that like most people that work at big box gyms and like I went through every, like I went through every phase there is to go through as a trainer slash coach, right? I, I started in Slovenia and I was training people kind of like just as a side thing when, when I was still playing pro ball and then I'll, and I was doing that in the woods, like straight up in the woods. And it's called a uh, park called Tivoli, where we actually grew our group training. It's kind of how everything started. You know, the how Vigor essentially started was was in this Tivoli park in the woods. And I would also train out of this uh, gym called Sokol. You know, and, and when I was training there, that grew, you know, and then we opened a gym in Slovenia and then I came to the US and started from scratch, you know, LA Fitness, Vision Quest, like big box gyms. And, you know, one of the things that I did that was smart was that I would ask successful trainers at those gyms about what they were doing. Ooh. Remember collecting role models. Uh once again, the ego gets in the way, which I was talking about before. But man, like if there's somebody at, you know, your gym that has the most clients, um and and forget about like look, if you sometimes it's because you disagree with their training methods and principles, and so you're like, ah man, that guy, that guy's doing like machine squats and curls and shit. Like, ugh. but look, if he's packed with clients, he, she is packed with clients, why wouldn't you inquire what they're doing? Most here's a here's a kicker. Most people, you think that they will they, they won't like help, but most people will actually tell you, oh man, I do this and this and this and this and that, right? Okay, great. Like use some of that. Maybe don't take everything. Maybe some of the things that you don't believe in or are out of integrity to you, maybe don't take them but like you can learn a lot from that and that was one of the smarter things that I did because I'd be like yo what are, you, what are you doing and you know some people taught me like you know I, I didn't I completely disagreed with their training methods uh I I even disagreed with a bunch of other stuff but man like they were really good at sales and I picked up a bunch of things that they were doing in sales and you know maybe it was some questions and maybe it was the the, the form that they gave them or maybe it was you know the the follow-up that they did and I' was like oh I'm gonna do that I'm gonna try that and then I do it and like, oh shit, this is better than what I was doing, right? This is wow, this is working better than what I was doing. So what you do is once again, you you know, you collect essentially role models of somebody that's more successful in that area. And and what's great is because they're actually doing it in the same sector, in the same place as you are, and they've had success before you. So learn, right? Learn. But in general, in general, if you stick to the three C's that I talk about all the time, which is coaching, customer experience and culture, and you might, here's the thing, like, you might be like, well, what do you mean about culture, right, culture, like, my gym has a culture, I'm, I'm not creating, like, I'm not influencing that, I'm like, well, you are, because you have a culture amongst your clients, there's a culture about how you do things, you know, always unracking the weights after you're done, even for other coaches, and then they respect you, and the clients see that, always being early, uh, you know, early's on time, always, you know, if there's stuff around, you're cleaning it up, even though it's not "Quote unquote, your gym. It really is your gym, right? People notice that. Clients notice that, and like everybody's watching. And if all the other coaches, you know, or majority of the coaches, that they come late, they're on their phone, you know, they're never paying attention, they're not prepared, they they look like a mess, you know, they they look like they don't want to be there. And you do the exact opposite. You're always extra, you know. You're early. You're engaged you're prepared, you pull your 4 by 6 card out of your pocket and you got the story for the day, exactly what you want to do with that client. You're ready for them, you're smiling, you're asking them questions, you're engaged with them, you're, so, you're completely focused on their coaching and not pulling out your phone unless it's to you know, shoot a video to show them the video of how they're doing something and then correcting it and, and improving it. Like You do that day in and day out. Remember, Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, and guess what? People notice. And how do I know? Like, I know from experience because I came to LA Fitness just zero nada and build up my client base like faster than, than pretty much anybody. You know, During breaks, everybody was messing around. Like I'm reading books and, and people would go like, yo, what are you reading? Oh, I'm just studying some of these uh, new mobility techniques and I read some stuff about this and that and the other. Like they would see that I'm doing that, right? I would do different dynamic warm-ups. I'd do different assessments with people. I'd spend more time with them. Right People that didn't sign up because obviously at a big box game, a lot of people don't sign up, I had to go like, "Hey, listen, I got a Word document that I created that's gonna help you out with some of the nutrition stuff and, and some at home workouts. Um, like hey, I'm just gonna I just want to help you out and send send them to you. What's your email right? Man, everybody said yes, I send them to that. No, no pitch, no anything. This was before you know I had like aWeber or any like the email marketing software. It was just my personal email. And uh, and I was like, hey, are you cool with like me sending you tips and stuff for training and, and, and nutrition? You cool with that? The people said yes. I'd put them in a group. Not even like remember, this wasn't even an email newsletters. It was just a group because all I was trying to do is help them out. And I didn't know how to write great emails yet and stuff. I just share articles and go like, hey, I found something really cool. You mentioned this, that, the other, and yo, like a lot of those people actually got results without even training with me. Would go to the gym and go like, yo, listen, like you're that coach, Luca man, you got to give them a promotion. Like these help me out. And the GM, which is very unusual, because remember there's a training department and there's a, the membership department, the membership department GM would come up to me and go like, Hey, listen, man, we're getting all this positive feedback and emails. We've never gotten that about any trainers. This is amazing. Keep doing your thing. So I built those relationships. But once again, what was I doing? Like I was, that's the culture. It was the culture of me, the culture of me, right? Like So, and like I said, coaching, man, you get, you build relationships, the R and R, right? You build relationships, you get results. And then then you get the third R, which is referrals. Relationships, results, referrals. Educate your clients, right? Educate your clients, whether that's through, you know, sending them emails. You don't even need a software. You can just send them emails yourself, keeping them accountable. You know, shooting videos in your free time, which obviously can become content to educate people just like them um that's a that's a great one one of the first I was the first person that started going like hey listen can I do a seminar um like LA Fitness I remember it was like they were like oh we got to you know go through six levels and I just fucking set it up and then do it and like nine people would show up and then they'd give me shit but I already did it and like signed up two or three people you know so like I would just go like man I just want to educate the people I want to help them out I want to help them out I want to help them out remember Like, leading with value first. And it was this thing I was reading, man, that, like, when you chase, I'm telling you, when you chase the success and the dollar, and I'm all, like, listen, I'm not against money or success or any of that. But when you chase it, you actually do usually, you know, mediocre work, if not worse. But if you are like, man, I want to do the best work that I can possibly do, excellent fucking work. You know, like, the other stuff does come. And it's so cliche, but I probably, like, guys, I've been in this industry for a long ass time. Uh, I, I've you know and like you know how people say a lot of this I've I've coached thousands of clients and I've coached hundreds of, of of gym owners and business owners like real shit real talk I can prove it you know it's not like one of those I know people just throw blurt out numbers and stuff like that but it's real like and, and the, this stuff works okay and in customer experience right customer experience is a a fucking advantage okay how you treat people. And like, do it because you give a shit. Get, do it because you give a shit, not because the book said so and because Lucas said so, right? Like, as people know when you truly care, like you, you really care and you just go above and beyond. But little stuff, like appreciation cards, you know, on a phone call and like the, good, the check-ins and client appreciation stuff. And it doesn't have to be this massive stuff. It's just like these little things that you show that you care. Right? That's, man, that's so important. Right? It's so, so, so important. And... I can't like the three C's, and like I said, I'm look, I'm 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 in a process of writing a book that's probably not gonna be out till 2021. Honestly, I'm uh, <laughs> doing a lot of stuff right now, but it's I'm writing it. I'm already started writing it. Okay, um, that's gonna be the nine C's, and there's a whole format of that that I want to write, and it's all, like basically my everything I know about you know building a successful fitness business um, is, is is going down. So, uh, but like those three C's: coaching, customer experience, culture. Uh, hopefully that answers that love, like, listen, when you guys hear this, I love the follow-up questions cause it gives me more firepower for, for the next podcast as well. Um, so, so hopefully that answered that. I know it was a little shorter than some of the nutrition ones that I dove a lot deeper into. Um, where another one here is from Jake, uh, underscore G 87. What do you think the best approach is to getting clients when you're new to the area? This is another loaded question because my, my question would be like, okay, what does that mean? Are you working out of another gym? Are you, um, you know, are you starting your own gym? Are you working for a bigger box gym? Cause if you're in a gym where there's other clients, I mean like, obviously that become those become your, becomes, uh, your best, I would say prospects. Right. And you want to have something, uh, man, this is, this is definitely a whole podcast answer. So I'm going to do my best to kind of just do some bullet points. Now, look, there's a strategy that I used to use back in the day, okay? And it still works. And like, this is that hustle part, right? Uh, if you had an A, B, and C list, like, so imagine that you, you wrote out A, B, and C list. A list is a list of people that are you're pretty close to, right? And I, I know that you said when you're new to the area, so this might be a smaller list, but people that you could get on the phone with and they know what you do, right? So maybe it's friends, friends of family, like colleagues, coworkers. I mean, I guarantee you, you can still write down a pretty good list of people, right? That are around you. B list is like somebody you could call on the phone, but maybe not get coffee with. So a list is like, you'd get coffee with them. You're comfortable enough to get coffee with them. You know, them well enough and they know what you do. B-List, you can get on the phone with them. They kind of know what you do. C-List is like your social media, Facebook. They don't really know what you do. Um, but I always would, like, look, somebody would be like, don't devalue yourself. Listen, when you're starting off, prove your worth. Prove your value. So imagine that, like, coaching with you twice a week was 500 bucks a month, right? And for three months, it would be 1500 bucks. And you go and reach out to your A-List and you go, like, listen, you know, I'm, I'm new here. I have this 12 week transformation program like I've, you know, I've dialed it in, but I'm new to this area. And so what I wanted to do is two things. Like I mean, look, my my kind of uh my obstacle is your biggest opportunity, but like this program legitimately like is, you know, $1500 worth of value, but I'm I'm open. I'm taking 10 people on for only like 299 right now. And I'm going to coach them, you know, two times a week, three times a week, whatever it is. Do your nutrition, do this, that, the other. And and with that, like, get you this amazing transformation. Here's some rules to it, though, right? And the rules could be, you know, that they get you, at, as you're getting the results, they refer you someone, someone, um, you know, that you share their results and, you know, check-ins, whatever else. Like, you can create some of those rules and you invite them to this, which obviously, like, look, the reality is that 8 out of 10 people at almost every, all times are looking to lose weight, change their bodies, you know, get out of pain, so on and so forth. So you got pretty damn good chance for people to go, like, shit, like, let me jump on this opportunity. So no, it's not free. There's still an investment. But, man, is it a great deal. And you tell them, like, you tell them, like, this is why I'm doing this. is because, because it's a powerful word in marketing. And, like, man, and then you get those eight to ten people, and you hustle your balls off. And you give them the absolutely best, guess what, three Cs, coaching, customer experience, and create that best culture And then you start generating stuff like that. Now, that's like, look, I wanted to give you one actionable thing that you can actually take away right now and do it. And, like, man, don't think about it. Do it and then get back to me if you really hustled like crazy and it didn't work. But, like, uh, I've yet to have people go, like, it absolutely didn't work and I didn't get anybody. Number one, you know, but, like, of course, going the route of, like, we could talk about paid marketing. I think that events are phenomenal. I think people don't do them enough locally, meaning, like, set up a nutrition seminar, do a mobility workshop do a transformation seminar, um, you know, promote as much as you possibly can get, t- you know, it doesn't matter. Like get six people, eight people, 10 people, 12 people, and then have a great offer for a 30 day program or a 60 day program or, you know, a trial or, or some, something that's valuable. That's a low barrier to entry to try out with you. And then once they, you know, once they're coaching with you, man, now, now it's on you to deliver the fire, right? To deliver those three C's and get those three R's too, as as well. Right? So, um, I know, like I said, like this, you know, this could be something that I could talk about for forever. Matter of fact, these are the types of, not to say that I won't answer these on a bigger life podcast because I will, um, when I do Q and A's, cause I'll answer a lot of the questions when you guys send the Q and A stuff. Um, but on the, yo, uh, the fitness and business podcast, like that's like literally all we do, you know, talk about lead gen and starting off as a coach and, you know, building your fitness business and, Uh, referral like there's one episode on on referrals that's like straight up the master class on referrals like no no joke um I mean like we just we just give a lot a lot a lot of value um and I'd recommend if you are a coach or if you're a fitness business owner that's definitely a podcast you should follow um and I know I'm kind of I'm flip-flopping here but hey that's how it goes baby because the bigger like the big life podcast is, is for I mean as I said at the beginning right it's like it's different principles and strategies and stories and methods to help you improve, improve every area of your life, right? Like, And I, when I share this, um, you know, sometimes it may seem like I'm talking to the coach, but like I do, you know, it's funny that Martin just wrote this book, Coach to Coach, which is a, an amazing book. And I think it'll be a classic, like a classic book, period. Um, you should definitely go get, get it, Coach to Coach. Um, and, you know, w- what the book is about is like everybody's a coach, Right. So when I'm talking about training, I mean, whether you're whether you're a coach and you're training others, it goes for you. If whether you're a fitness enthusiast, whether you're somebody just getting started, it doesn't matter. Like I just want to make sure that like when when you hear something, when I shared something and it hits you in the gut and you're like, man, this is something I need to work on. Man, go and take an actionable step and do it. Right? Go and take an actionable step and do it. And uh and that's how you move forward. It doesn't you don't have to take all the things that I said. There's something that I said that might be like, oh, man, shit, I got to do this. Boom, go do it. Because if I do 50, another 52, you know, or should I say, if I do 40 episodes this year, 45 episodes this year, and you take action on, you know, half of them, and you get 24 action steps in, man, your life will be better next year. Like, that's what I give a shit about. That's why I do this stuff, man. If I don't know if you guys know this. Like, we don't have, you know, and I haven't really worked really hard, uh for this but like you know we don't have any crazy official sponsors uh you know we're definitely uh love ladder sport we're gonna be doing a lot more with them and uh i'll be giving like i said some goodies away like i said at the beginning of the show um but the reason why i bring this up is because i didn't start this podcast to monetize it you know if if i do eventually awesome if i don't i'm still gonna keep doing it because i do it legitimately from my heart and soul and i do want to make this world and this industry a better place and that's why it is 12:39, as in past midnight right now. I got got out through, you know, got done through the whole day. And I was like, shit, man, like uh, I got to shoot episode. Um, I'm a little behind on this, uh, and, and and I had all these questions that I wanted to answer. Came up into the studio, turned the mic on, let's rock and roll. And and like I said, because I do want to get this stuff out, and I do want to help, and legitimately. Um, you know, it means the world to me that you guys are listening and tuning in because you could be anywhere else. And you know, what matters the most is like, is like anybody says, man, Luca, how can I pay? You know, uh, I get messages like, hey, like you, you know, I did this that you told me to do, and it worked. And like, how can I pay you back? Like, you know, pay it forward, man. Pay it forward. Like that's how we, that's how we change the world, right? We change one man, one woman. We change your family. We change your family. We change your community. We change your community. We change your city. We change your city. You change your state. You change your state. You change the goddamn world. But it starts with one man, one woman, one child. So that's how I roll, man. Like with that said, I I obviously shouldn't be drinking this much of this ladder energy because it's delightful. Um, But oh, by the way, by the way, I almost forgot. If you go to LadderSport.com and if you go to checkout, if you put in the code VIGOR, capital V-I-G-O-R, capital VIGOR, you get a 15% discount on anything, right? There you go. So there's positive benefits of this too. With that said, love and appreciate you. Hey, like I said at the beginning, I'm going to read the reviews, leave a review, leave that five star. I'm going to read those. I'm going to send out some goodie bags. And man, like I actually, I love this Q&A stuff, man. It takes me down all these different paths. I have some stuff ready to answer and then some shit just goes where it goes. you know. But hey, let me know if you love love this Q&A format, if you want to hear more of it. Uh, you know send questions to my DM, send my, send questions to Luca at performance dot com and, and um, you know and I'll be answering more of them in the future. And with that, Coach Luca is out. Peace out, see you in the next episode.